ignoring me Picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been Good afternoon, Rob Port here on The Rob Report on WDAY, 701-293-9000. That's the local number, 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We're going to have open phones for the whole program. We're going to finish the discussion. You know, after uh, after we talked about it on the radio, I got a lot of emails. I got a lot of tweets and stuff after the um, a- after the program about the medical marijuana thing. So I want to dig into that a little bit. Um, I've got some news about the measure, which which frankly doesn't reflect well on the organizers for the measure. Uh, and we're going to talk about, you know, some other stuff as well. Uh, 7-1, uh, excuse me. Yeah, we're going to cover all sorts of stuff. Um, one thing that I, I want to get to is the um, it, 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 the last several sessions. I'm, I'm trying to think of how to uh, how to lay this out. The last several sessions, we have our, our, our lawmakers have considered a bill to address discrimination against homosexuals, discrimination based on sexual orientation uh, and gender identity. It, it doesn't get talked about a lot, but but the versions of the bill that have come before the legislature have lumped actual or perceived gender identity in with the definition of sexual orientation. So really, it's it's both, and that's a that's a much larger scope than I, I think a lot of people are expecting. Anyway, it's it's not been something which was successful in in previous sessions. I don't think that it's going to be successful in this legislative session. It was uh, before the House Human Services Committee yesterday, uh, or I, 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 and, and they, they gave it a 12 to 1 do not pass vote. Uh, so it heads now to the House floor where I, I, I think it'll get probably defeated, There'll be a lengthy debate, and then after it's defeated, there will be all sorts of gnashing of teeth on social media, and then I think we'll all probably move on, and the political fallout will be very little. What what frustrated, frustrated me a little bit, and, and by the way, the, the bill is HB 1386. It was introduced by uh, Representative Josh Boucher, a Democrat from Fargo. Um, what frustrated me a little bit is I, I think that the, the House committee – had an opportunity to maybe find some common ground or, or turn this into a bill that the North Dakota legislature could pass. And, and maybe if if maybe if both sides didn't get everything they want, maybe we could at least find some common ground to agree with. Representative Tom Beadle, he's a Republican from Fargo. He's also a co-sponsor to the legislation. He brought some forward some amendments to committee. This is how this works. On the House side, um, Every bill that gets introduced gets referred to a committee, and while it's in committee, it can be amended in the committee, uh, which basically means you know somebody can bring forward the you know proposed changes to a to a bill, and then the committee votes on whether or not to adopt those changes. The Senate, by the way, is a little bit different. On the Senate, they can actually bring proposed amendments up on on the Senate floor. Uh, and actually vote on those amendments on the Senate floor. That that doesn't happen in the House. They do it all in committee. So anyway, he brought forward some amendments to this bill in committee, which which would have narrowed its scope. It would have it would have taken out the gender identity stuff, which you know gets into the bathrooms. I I, I guess if we're including gender identity in the way the bill is actually written now, you know it, it could be a situation where if a if a business doesn't want to allow a trans 
excuse me, a transgendered man, somebody who is biologically male who identifies as a female, if he wanted to use the female bathroom and a private business said no, they would be discriminating under this bill. Um, that was taken out. So the gender identity stuff was taken out. Also, everything related to private businesses was was taken out. Was taken out, and so what essentially was left was just a prohibition on the government discriminating against homosexuals. Uh, this is how I, I actually contacted Representative Beetle this morning. He told me, "I quote: the intent of the amendments was to alleviate every concern that has been brought up about these bills in the past." the cake bakers, false lawsuits for businesses with their employers, etc., and limit it to the areas where tax dollars are at work. Basically, if the government runs it, then it shouldn't discriminate. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's essentially where we're at with the bill. He, he brought forward those amendments, and it would have changed the bill so that, you know, for public housing, Right. So if we're talking about government housing or if we're talking about public employees, um, you know, hiring for, I don't know, the ag department or something that the government can't discriminate based on sexual orientation. And what frustrates me is that this House committee wouldn't accept those those amendments. Now, I, I have struggled with this legislation. I, I struggle with the idea. I, I am I am against discriminating against homosexuals. I would not do business with a company that discriminates against homosexuals. I don't think it's right. I, I think it's reprehensible. That being said, I, I struggle with the idea that because of someone's sexual orientation that they can just compel the unwilling service of, say, a cake baker, right? Those those stories from places like New Mexico, from places like Was- the state of Washington bother me. I, I guess maybe as a libertarian-minded person, it bothers me that you could go in and just say, "Bake me a cake, take my photo." Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to create those situations in law. I may disagree with the decision of a given baker or a given photographer or, or some other business. I may disagree with their decision to not want to work at a same-sex wedding. I mean, not like it, but I think they should be allowed to make that decision. If, you know, I, I generally think people should be allowed to live their lives in accordance with their, their conscience. So while that gives me pause, I don't think we should have disagreement. I don't actually think there is all that much disagreement outside of maybe the hardline social conservatives who, frankly, their position increasingly is beginning to look born of just hatred of gays I, I i hate to say it but that's increasingly what it looks like to me i don't know why anybody would disagree that the government should not discriminate against same-sex couples or same-sex individuals i i, I how, how is that even controversial so that's what frustrates me about this this debate it's it's there is a there is a feeling of of intransigence on both sides we have one side saying you know we want to be able to mark in, march into a bakery and say bake me a cake and if you don't then you know we're going to get you in trouble with the law we're going to sue you but then on the other side we have we have the other side saying we can't even agree that, that we don't want the government to discriminate 
How do you how do you find common ground? It, it would it would be nice to me because this issue comes up every session, and I think it's going to keep coming up every session until something gives. And it just seemed to me like Representative Beadle's amendments made a lot of sense, right? I mean, it, it was an area I, I I think if the bill had been amended so that the the focus was narrow and 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 we're maybe going to find some parts of the bill that everybody can agree on and we could at least make some progress in those areas that would be a good thing i i think that would be a win for everybody right i mean the, the gay rights advocates probably they're not getting everything that they want but sometimes you you take what you can get and then you you keep up the fight for the rest if you want to but at least you know we've we've sort of taken off the plate the areas that that, that we can agree so I don't know. I, I think it's 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 unfortunate, and I, I, I think what's going to happen when this bill hits the floor, you're going to have a lot of people standing up and kind of articulating because, frankly, I, I, I think it's absolutely true that, that some people are going to oppose this bill because of bigotry aimed towards homosexuals. There's just no question about it. Others are, but the arguments that you're going to hear are going to have a lot to do with sort of a principled, notion about limited government and not creating laws where we don't need laws and stuff like that but it's going to be hard to believe those arguments when they we we couldn't even accept amendments to the bill and remember this is just that that you know that committee that the house human services committee that it wasn't the full legislature that that rejected those amendments but still it's going to be harder to make those arguments when we couldn't even agree that the government shouldn't discriminate against homosexuals it's it's a shame i don't know any other way to put it gonna take a break love to hear what you think 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 email talk at wday.com we'll be back after this don't go away Report WDAY 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Good afternoon, Natil. Good afternoon. You went right into your rant today, so I didn't have I a did. didn't have a good chance to say hello to you. Yeah, well <laughs> I, I I it was it was bothering me a little bit. And it was um, important. It was in, it was important to talk about. I, it was you know I am very much about I mean it's hard. These, these social issues are, are so, so hard. And there's so many strong feelings about them. And, and I, I, I think a lot of times, instead of insisting that it's like all or nothing, if we could just cut them down into, into smaller sizes and try to advance maybe some of the areas that we agree and, you know, let's, let's at least agree where we can agree. I mean, that's – I don't understand. I mean, the, the government belongs to all of us, right? And, and the government – should not be in the habit of applying a more, you know, a religious point of view or anything like that, right? I mean, you 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 can argue that a private business or private business people have a right to conduct their lives and their business in accordance with their religious principles. And some religious principles are against gay marriage and and things like that. So, okay, I get that argument. I can wrap my head around that. 
But the government doesn't have those interests, right? The, the government does not have a religion. Um, the government is the government. The government serves all of us, and the government shouldn't discriminate. Full stop. Exactly. It, we have this thing called separation of church and state for a reason, and it really drives me insane any time that religion gets brought into a discussion about how the government should be conducting itself Unless that discussion is everybody should be able to practice their own religion. Yeah, because- I mean that's that's I mean that's I mean the government shouldn't. You're right, or practice your own religion, or don't practice a religion at all. It's well, exactly. Not really yeah, up to that's the government. I mean that's that's the standard is government should make no um, no law respecting the establishment of religion or you know prohibiting the practice of it. So that's the standard for government. So. You know, as as far as as far as anything else, you know, I I don't like the term separation of church and state. I because sometimes it gets interpreted as removing religion from the public square. Um, oh, and I, I don't I don't necessarily I don't, think that's no that's I, I, the way it should be either. But yeah. it, whenever whenever you start entrenching on this idea of the government sponsoring one religion over another, then you've got a problem. I mean, I understand that sure. the the large majority of Americans are Christian in some way, shape, or form, but that's we're we're not a country that has a defined religion. That's the point. Right. That's if, that's that's religious freedom. If right? if I you mean, if you want to live in a Christian nation, you move to England or somewhere else. Uh, sure. Spain, can, wherever. I can understand people. Adv- I mean, because like. If you want to dive deep into the philosophy of of self-governance and democracy and and things like that, a lot of it is based on values that were informed by religious points of view, right? I don't think there's any question that the people who drafted the Declaration of Independence and then went on to help craft the Constitution of the United States were very much informed by their religious feelings. Oh, absolutely, that. That, because that was that was the main text at the time. But it's so it's I, I don't have a problem with people looking at public policy through their religious lens, because if you are faithful, if you are religious and I'm not, but if you are, then I, I can understand that you can't necessarily separate your faith from how you see the world. It's just how you see the world. And I get that. I understand it. But when it comes to the government hiring people, when it comes to the government you know, running a housing program, then it can't discriminate. And so it's it, it's it's just disappointing that, that in that area, which to me does not seem controversial at all, why there would be hostility to allowing those amendments. I, frankly, I think if those amendments made it to the House floor, I think that narrowly focused bill would pass and we could all, I, I think, find find some, some happiness in, in, the, in that we were able to at least find some common ground and advance this ball up the field a little ways, even though not everybody's getting everything that they want. Well, and I think you hit it right on the nose there. It's it's this necessary that's it's necessary to find that middle ground. And it seems like the amendments that were being made were very generous on one side of the equation. Because they, they presented this bill that was very, very broad and they were willing to pare it down enough that they weren't getting everything they wanted, but they were at least making a step in the direction they wanted. And there just there wasn't an opportunity to see if that middle ground could be reached by the House as a whole. 
And what Mark, we need so much in this country right now is is that ability to find middle ground. Right. I, I think everybody's sick of everybody else just lecturing, and I think everybody's tired of, of entrenched positions. And listen, I mean, I've got strong points of view. You know, I'm as entrenched in my worldview as anybody else. But, I mean, at some point, it's like the, the gear's got to turn. we got to govern. we got to figure out how to live with one another, right? I mean, that's, that's how it all works. Mark emails, Rob, if it, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Average North Dakotans could care less about the LGBT agenda. The legislature should get to work fixing real problems in the state and quite wasting their time on this foolishness. I don't know. If you're a homosexual living in North Dakota, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not going to feel that this sort of thing is foolishness. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're if you're part of the LGBT community and the government is discriminating against you... It's and definitely not a waste of time. I don't think the go- I don't think we really have a problem with our state government discriminating. I I don't. The- I, I don't. I don't think that this is wide. I, I really don't. I, I don't perceive this as a problem that's as widespread as some of the advocates for this policy say it is. But, but the potential is so definitely what? there. The, oh, potential the potential is there. there. And and- it's, it's, I mean, that, to me, that's that's a moot point. Do you think the government? Sh- I mean, the, the only reason you would oppose this these amendments is if you think the government should be able to say, I don't want to hire you because you're gay. and Or I don't want to provide you with housing or some assistance program or something because you're gay. And if you believe that, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. You're, I, just, yeah. you're just wrong. And honestly, as far as I'm concerned, the protection of North Dakotan rights is a lot more important than raising the speed limit on the interstates to 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Although, uh, you know how I feel about people saying this stuff before the legislature is a waste yes, of time. Yes, I do. This I do is know what the legislature. This is what the legislature is for, is to float these ideas. They're not all going to pass. Not even most of them are going to pass. But this is what it's for. You send out an idea. You kick it around. Some pass. Some don't. It's called democracy. So if you don't like a particular bill, then make your case against the bill. But if you tell me it's a waste of time, what you're really telling me is you can't come up with a better argument. 701-293. And I wasn't talking about you, to tell us. more talking about the email. General you. Yeah, I, I get it. 701-293-9000. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Well, I found her out in Baltimore. She never tried to show me the dog. All right, let's get back to the uh, medical marijuana issue. This is Rob Port here on WDAY, The Rob Report. If you want to join the program, 888-970-9329. the local number. You can email me to talk at WDAY.com or tweet me at Rob Port. Um, all right, so... Marion emails, um, marijuana. Rob, can you explain to us dumb people? <laughs> I don't think you're dumb, Marion. This this can be complicated stuff. But Marion Marion writes, Rob, we had a very interesting conversation last night. Shed some light on this for us. Marijuana is against federal law. How can we say we want it legalized just because 65% of people vote for this? It's against the law. With this mentality, we could go out to West Acres, start a referendum, and get the signatures needed. And I bet we could do it in less than a week, saying we no longer want to pay federal and state income tax. And if 65% of the people voted it in, should be a done deal, right? Explain if we voted in and federal law doesn't matter, we should be set to go. So, okay, the relationship between 
the states and the federal government when it comes to, to the law is is very very complicated essentially what what states like north dakota colorado california what these states have done with marijuana policy is essentially called nullification which is where states just decide we're, we're not going to follow federal law um there's a long history of this uh you know typically when when the tea party you know a few years ago was talking about stuff like this the left hated it uh the left likes it when we're talking about marijuana you know so they're a little selective on it i, I think it's a little funny under donald trump i mean California went out and hired Obama's attorney general, James Holder, specifically to pursue like nullification policies against the Trump administration. As a matter of fact, that's what states are doing as well. You know, when, when sanctuary cities or, or whatever are saying, you know, we're not going to follow Trump's orders on immigration policy. That also is a, a sort of nullification. It goes all the way back. Uh, you know, the southern states nullified federal law when it came to slavery. They went so far as to secede from the Union. Uh, on the other side of that debate, the state of Wisconsin actually nullified um, federal laws regarding fugitive slaves. You know, the Fugitive Slave Act. It was a federal law basically saying that slaves that, fleed, that, that fled from slave states into free states had to be returned by the free states. Wisconsin basically said, you know what? We're not following the law. So that's nullification. It's complicated, uh, and it is it is an ongoing battle between, you know, the, the sovereignty of the 50 states which should make up the union and, and the central government. Generally, I side with the states. And on the issue of marijuana, frankly, if, if I, I think the ballot measure would have been a lot better if it was just a full-on legalization of marijuana. Uh, as it stands, the marijuana measure which passed didn't actually decriminalize marijuana did you know that natil i did not it did not repeal this is actually one of the things the legislature is trying to fix nowhere in that measure are the criminal statutes regarding the growth distribution sale use of marijuana nowhere are those laws modified so as it stands if we let that ballot measure stand on its own we would have in law a process through which you can obtain medical marijuana that is also illegal under the criminal statute. Huh. Yeah. I apparently missed that bit. Everybody missed that bit. And listen, this is I I I have come to hate the initiated measure process. And I think this is a shining example of why it's a terrible idea. I get that some people and and, and until I I think cuz you and I disagree on this, but I think what you're upset with what the legislature is doing is you feel that they are, t- for instance, they're going to make it so that you can't smoke the marijuana, right? Like like they're, they're limiting the manner in which you can use it. That's one thing that I'm hearing a lot of people are upset about. They feel the people voted so that smoking would be one way you could use it, and the legislature is going to change that. I, I would disagree with that because it's not, it's not about smoking necessarily. The... The new legislative bill reduces the ways that you can use marijuana into pill and oil only. There are yeah. two chemicals in, medic- in marijuana that are used for medical purposes, and only one of those can be distilled into an oil or a pill. The other needs to be done through an aerosol or through um, an edible. 
Okay. And if you can't oh. have aerosols or edibles, which you can't in this new bill, you're limiting okay. the medical properties of the cannabis by 50%. Okay. So I, I get that objection to what the legislature is doing. What bothers me, though, are these people who are flipping out that the legislature would even touch this because, you know, and they're, they're carrying on, oh, it's the will of the people, oh, it's, it's, it's you know, the, the will of, 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 you know, you can't touch it, it's sacrosanct. The reason why the legislature has the ability to modify initiated measures passed by the people with a two-thirds supermajority in each house is for situations like this. Now, I get if you don't, if you think that the legislature should be doing something different, but we should all agree that the measure as it passed on the ballot needed to be fixed. It had to be addressed because, not the least of which, because if we let it stand, people who are buying, like growing medical marijuana would also be, I mean, there was a contradiction in the statute. People growing medical marijuana under the guidelines set out in the measure would also be breaking the criminal statutes. That's reality. That's one of the things Wardner's bill fixes. It's Senator Ward. And by the way, Al Carlson seems to be the, 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 the people everybody are hating on. It's actually Senator Wardner's bill. And the Democratic minority leaders in the House and the Senate are also co-sponsors of the bill. They signed on to it before certain people decided to turn it into a partisan issue. But listen, I, I get it. If, if, if you want to say, you know, we, we, we need to still be able to use aerosols, we still need to be able to, to, to do edibles, then okay, you know, let's I guess let's have that debate. But let's also recognize that Measure Five was was terribly written, and I I wrote about this months ago. I mean, when this first came out, and I'm not writing about it from a perspective. I'm not opposed to marijuana use at all, but I was talking about what how horribly written this measure was a long time ago, and nobody listened. Right? I don't I don't think most of the people who voted for this read the measure. They just, they, they didn't. It's 40 pages of legalese. Most of the people who voted for it were voting on that top line question, should medical marijuana be legal? And they wanted medical marijuana to be legal, but I don't think most of them had any idea of the process that the measure put in place. I don't think they considered it. I don't think they read it. They just wanted some access to medical marijuana to be legal. That's that's all it was. Well, but my problem is that the the ballot measure seems to have been looked at by the legislature the legislature and this thing that they're putting out now this senate bill is a whiplash reaction because it it's making access to this medicine extremely difficult they want to charge $300 to get your medical marijuana card there is no other state that allows medical marijuana where the cost is above 200 a year, and most of them are 100 annually. Yeah. The cost that they're putting on the distilleries is $100,000 annually, which is fairly outrageous. There's people, you know, talking about, well, what are they, is it supposed to enforce, is it supposed to force the, the insurance companies to cover it? No, there's no insurance coverage for medical marijuana anywhere in the nation so you're piling these costs on top of an already uninsured medication for people like me who really need this medication. Yeah. Right now, my options for dealing with my chronic pain, I have fibromyalgia. My, my ability to deal with my chronic pain is a sort of effective, maybe, Lyrica drug that's sure. $300 a month. So I, I, I get how important this is. For, for some people and, and people like you who use it 
I get that. I'm not disparaging that. The problem I have, though, is if this was so important, why didn't the, why didn't the measure committee that put this out do a better job of drafting the law? Because they really did a poor job. And that's whose who's, 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 who's fault is it that they put this thing on, on, on the measure and it was ill-considered, poorly thought out, poorly written? That's a that's a difficult question to answer, and because I, it, it it bothers me that people like Riley Ray Morgan they're going on the radio they're going all over the place, and and they're they're so sanctimonious. Oh, the legislature's doing all this terrible stuff. They wrote a bad measure. Full stop. They wrote a bad measure. It's bad public policy. It's got to be fixed. The problem I see though is that I think that so many of us who really need this medication to come through for us. We're so afraid that if if this got voted down because the measure wasn't written out appropriately or wasn't everything yeah. it needed to be, that the legislature was going to look at it and say, "Oh, North Dakotans don't want North Dakotans don't want medical marijuana, so we're never going to touch this yeah, issue again." I, I guess that's fair, but I mean, again, this is the problem. I mean, we're talking about the law here. I mean, this is serious stuff, and I think the initiated measures process lends itself to some cavalier attitudes about policy making which which are really unfortunate and, and lead to situations like this i we, we've got to change the initiated measure process i i really think that's true it's it's got to be more arduous more rigorous and i'm not sure we should be passing you know laws that are dozens and dozens of pages of statute at the ballot box when you know most voters would be hard-pressed to even name all the people on the statewide ballot, let alone understand the nuances of 40 page of, pages of statute uh, in, you know, th- that is one of you know, five ballot measures on the ballot in addition to all the other candidates. It's, it's a ridiculous process, and it produces bad outcomes. 701-293-9000, We'll wrap up right after this. Don't go away. Rob Report, this will be a short segment because we went a little long. Natil and I got a little chatty. Listen, I, I, I'm trying to, to, to prevent allowing my absolute disappointment and, and rejection of the initiated measure process. I'm trying to, 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 to differentiate that from my feelings about medical marijuana, which I absolutely think should be legal. I, and I, again, I would legalize it. You grow all the pot you want in your backyard, smoke all you want of it. I don't care. Really, I think we ought to just full on. If, if Rob Port were king for a day, I would just do full on legalization of marijuana. Just have at it. Um, but I don't have a lot of sympathy for a group of people that put a bad measure on the ballot. The initiated and it's a shining example of, of why we should not make public policy that way. There was a caller yesterday who made a good point who said maybe maybe the initiated measures we put on the ballot should just be broad questions. Right. So, so with medical marijuana, maybe it should just be have been, should medical, medical marijuana be legal? And if the voters say yes, then it's up to the legislature to have the debate on how that's going to happen. Instead of putting 40 pages of statute on the ballot that nobody's going to read. I think that's probably a better way to do it. Hey, uh, Jay Thomas Show coming up next. Remember, you can catch me right here, WDAY, 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.